I feel like a very kind of protective element over what the store and what the camp kind of mean to magic in general, because there's, there's nothing else like this camp, um, both for the kids who go there and also for the magic community in general. Um, we're the only magic camp like this. Good morning, campers! Have no fear, happy campers, this year it's a summer camp-themed podcast where we reminisce about the stuff that we missed, about the best summers we ever had. And there will be reflection and lots of introspection and a great selection of guests that will stop by. So grab a glass of bug juice, relax, and say hi to both your hosts. We're Julie and Sammy, your podcast family. We're going to start the show. Hey there, happy campers. Welcome back to another episode of your favorite podcast, I assume. Uh, it's Julia here. And Sammy. Uh, we are going to bring you a magical episode hey. of Happy Campers, <laughs> uh, where we learn about all things magic camp. I'm super excited. I was really into magic for like a year when I was 12. Uh, wow. I'm really into magic. I really like in watching this... magic because I could never do any sleight of hand. <laughs> it's, it's wonderful. I recently started to get into the world of magic. Okay. Uh, and I learned that I knew nothing and now there's, and I know that I still only know a tiny bit. Yeah. Uh, but there's so many cool magicians out there. There's people who uh, are like buying tricks, who are making tricks, who are selling tricks, who uh, are passing tricks down to their you loved ones. You know what ones. movie I really like? Which now one? You See Me. I oh. loved that movie. Oh, we did talk about that. <laughs> I did not love that movie. Oh, you didn't? <laughs> no, but I love, uh, you know, traditional magic. Yeah. The old school magic. Old school magic. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, so we were like, let's find out more about magic in the context of camp. Yeah. Uh, and we found an amazing person to interview, uh, and he's with us today. We've got Adam here. Hi. How are you? Good. Thanks for hey. being here. Thanks uh, for having me. <laughs> Adam is the owner of a really special shop called Tannins. That's located in New York City, and from what I understand, it's the premier go-to magic destination okay. of the world, I think. Uh, Adam can speak more to that. And then um, and then we're going to kind of learn about how Tannins hosts host this, this amazing summer camp, summer camp for yeah. kids, and that's why this relates <laughs> to Happy Campers. That's why we're all here. That's why we're all here. Uh, so, Adam, welcome. Hi, thanks. Um, well, I guess I'll tell you a little bit about Tannen's Magic Shop for yeah. review, and I guess everyone out there listening. Um, so the Magic Shop is not a camp, but it's, I don't know, sometimes it has a camp atmosphere in the shop. Um, it's the oldest magic store in the U.S. Um, and one of the oldest in the world. It's been in business since 1925. Um, I didn't start it. Um, <laughs> for those who can't see me, don't know how old I am. Um, I'm the third owner in the 92 years, I guess, that we've been in business. Uh, and I grew up as a, a camper at our magic camp, uh, someone who went into the store all the time, and then something happened, and I ended up doing what I'm doing today, I guess. So, um, yeah, so it's a really special place. It's in a commercial office building. You wouldn't find it from the street. People don't just, well, sometimes people randomly stumble in, or like in the building. And <laughs> it's hard to stumble in. I, I went, and it was hard to find for a second. <laughs> no idea who wanders the floors of this building and randomly walks in, but people do. Um, and... Other than that, we get magicians from all over the world, um, you know, professional magicians, hobbyists, kids learning their first trick, adults learning their first trick, um, and that's kind of the atmosphere in there. You never really know who you're going to run into. Sometimes it's there's two of us sitting at a table doing tricks for ourselves, and other times there's, you know, 30 people running around in a very, very small space. Um, so it's, it's always something new, and it's a lot of fun. Great. And then as a kid, you went to the camp. I did. Um, so the magic camp, I think we're in, going into our 40, 
fourth, uh, 45th summer, I think. Um, math's not really my thing, <laughs> but, uh, I've been there about 20 years, I think. Wow. Um, so, uh, it's a really special place. Um, we've moved since I was started there as a camper. So the experience has changed a little bit. Um, we're now at Bryn Mawr college, which is super fancy. There's like fireplaces in the dorm rooms <laughs> that don't work. Where was it Probably when you went? Thing. Um, it was at the New York Institute of Technology. Yeah. We've gone a little more upscale. <laughs> and then how many years have you guys been at Bryn Mawr? We've been at Bryn Mawr. Um, probably, oh boy, I don't know. Um, probably somewhere around 2004, 2003, something like that. We probably cool. moved there. And so for listeners who don't know, it's like a kind of beautiful liberal arts yeah, setting, a, right? Uh, beautiful. Quads. All, all and school. Old school um, buildings. It looks a bit like Hogwarts, which was That's cool. coincidence. Um, <laughs> I think we were there Different before. Different kind Harry of magic. The movies? I'm not sure. <laughs> um, but it's, it's a really beautiful place. They've got a wonderful theater, um, really cushy dorm rooms. Most of the campers who choose to go to magic camp are not really the outdoorsy type. Uh, it's a different breed of camp. So, uh, everyone's pretty happy there. Yeah. It was a real upgrade for sure. That's awesome. Uh, uh so can you set the scene of the I was camp? Just about to say that. Yeah. So like how many people are there? Boys and sure. girls, ages, um, all yeah. 163 kids last summer. Mm-hmm. Um, usually hovering right around that number. Um, and that's kind of stuffed to the gills. Um, and they're mostly guys, as you might kind of imagine. Um, when I watched have, the video, it seemed yeah. like there were a lot of girls featured in it. Well, I mean, <laughs> you got to get them in the video. I was Some like, of the Whoa, girls maybe are, there are, are more girls. Really, I mean, awesome magicians. Yeah. And sometimes, like, you know, it's easier to, to pick out, uh, you know, an awesome performer out of that bunch sometimes. Sure. So we had about, we usually have like 10 to 15 girls. Out of, so it's like 10% girls, or actually, now that the camps are growing a little bit, I guess that number's shrinking, so <laughs> we need some more I mean, the percentage. Um, so, yeah, 163 campers. Um, somewhere in, like, I don't know, there's probably, like, 40, 50 of us as staff, um, if you count, like, guests that come and go through the yeah. week. Um, and I'd say, like, 90% of the staff, if not more, are past campers. Cool. So people who have gone, like me, since day one, since their first time at camp, have kind of never left. Um, so it's kind of like the secondary camp is like for the staff, that the kind of the reunion of all of us for you know a one week every summer. That's great. So it's awesome. And can you talk us through a typical day at Magic Camp? Yeah, um, the typical day at Magic Camp is wake up, have breakfast, um, and then we have more, like there's two big class blocks throughout the day. Um, one is in the morning, one's in the afternoon. Morning is Magic class. Um, kind of the most like straightforward part of the day. And kids are broken up into uh, close-up magic and stage magic and kind of a little bit of a hybrid that we kind of call parlor magic, um, which is kind of like the stand-up version of, of magic. Um, and they're then broken up also by like age and by skill. But magic's a pretty interesting you know, kind of group in that you could have a 10-year-old who's phenomenal and you could have a you know, 20-year-old. Oh, so camp goes from... Technically, we go from 11 to 20, mm-hmm. or 12 to 20, but sometimes that gets hedged a little bit if there's someone who's, like, really awesome, who's been away from camp, great magician. Like, we've had kids, usually a couple 11-year-olds. Once in a while, we've had a 10-year-old. Yeah. Um, but you'll have someone, like, first year at camp who's great, and you'll have someone who's been there and maybe is more of a hobbyist and doesn't, you know, so they're, they're, there's some, like, mixing of the ages, and mm-hmm. everyone gets along super well. Um, but for the most part, they're broken up by skill, and that usually means age uh, in their like chosen discipline. So that's the morning. It's like two and a half hours or two fifteen, uh, and then lunch. 
we seem to eat a lot of magic camp. <laughs> um, and then after lunch, the whole camp goes together to a lecture. So that could be someone from the camp teaching. It could be a guest. Um, could be teaching magic tricks. It could be talking about comedy or scripting for magic or the business side of magic. Every once in a while, it'll be a magic movie. Um, so that can be anything, really. Um, and that's kind of a fun part of the day because everyone gets to sort of have the same kind of shared group experience and see the same thing. Um, then there's some free time. Then they go to workshop, which is kind of like class. It's a little shorter. Um, and workshop's a little more specialized. So that's when you might get like a whole week of comedy or business. Or It's usually not trick-based. It's usually something else to like kind of further your appreciation or you know, skill of being a magician um, other than the tricks. And some more free time um, and dinner and then a show. And so the whole camp gets back together again for a show. Um, same story with the lectures. That could be someone who's part of the camp. It could be guests. Um, usually it's like three to five performers, and it's, um, it's you know, as professional as a magic show that you'll see anywhere. So it's awesome. That's great. Yeah. And then is there a chance for the kids to kind of chat with those musicians yeah. after? They hang out after the show, and um, it's this is not a group of kids that likes to go to bed. So um, <laughs> there's plenty of hanging out and chatting and all of that at, at night for sure. That's cool. Uh, can you name a couple of the kind of guest magicians or... Big names sure. that stopped by the camp of the years? Um, yeah. So um, David Blaine was a camper at the time, um, at one point, mm-hmm. and he's been back. Um, Copperfield has been to visit. He was never a camper. Um, well, now I'll have to start naming people that are even more awesome to me, but no one's going to know. But some other um, cool guests who have been there, um, Johnny Thompson, who's kind of like the elder kind of grandfather of, you know, of like this current generation of magicians, or maybe even the generation prior, but he's like the godfather of magic. Awesome. Um, Paul V. Hill uh, was here with us this summer. He's awesome. Um, Derek Delgaudio, who has a show in New York at the moment. Go see it, everyone. It's really good. It's called In and of, of Itself. Oh, um, I really want to see that. Oh, it's yeah. <laughs> amazing. So definitely go see that. Uh, he's been to camp. Um, not as a camper. Right? Not as a camper, no. Um, and then, I mean, just a host of really phenomenal professional magicians who are with us every summer too yeah that's awesome so is there like a focus on on kind of like giving kids training so that they can perform magic is that kind of the gist of the camp um yeah so yes and no i mean we'll take anyone who hasn't who wants to be around magic for whatever reason so it's generally geared towards that i mean it's magic education um but there's kids who know from day one that they want to be a professional magician and, you know, a good chunk of them do. And then there's kids who are like, no, I'm just, I think this is something fun to play with and right. treat it more like a skill set um, and are just coming to learn a cool skill that they can play with and entertain their friends or I, some of them, I'm not even sure that they ever do a trick for anyone. They just like to like come and learn and be part of it. Yeah. Um, so, you know, they have all kinds of different aspirations. That's right. Is there a uniform? Um, there's no uniform other than holding a deck of cards in your hand. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, the, and two in your pocket. And two in your pocket, yeah. <laughs> That's kind of required. Um, or at least it's become, you know, a thing. Anyway, um, no uniform, no. Gotcha. Um, how would you, yeah, so I think what's cool yeah. about it is that everyone's, you know, kind of coming on their own. They're, what, they're finding out about it online mm-hmm. or maybe someone's recommending it on a forum or who knows, whatever. Um, but then you just come to camp and have this really intense common interest yeah. that other people in your school or class like may not you know care about yeah. uh so it just 
so can you speak more to like the vibe of camp and how people kind of maybe feel that connection that first day and, and sure. how it grows or if there's tension, I don't know, or um, competition? <laughs> there's, I don't, there's no competition, but there's definitely like, I don't know if disillusionment is the word, but like there are kids who have learned magic kind of on their own out yeah. of a book or off the internet or maybe haven't actually met another magician. Okay. And so it's definitely a little shocking, I think, when they come and, you know, around 160 <laughs> other kids that all share their passion, which is, they appreciate, obviously, right. but that first day can be like, oh, I'm not kind of the special yeah, one yeah, anymore. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there is a little bit of that the first day. Um, and then the shock of, like, the older kids looking at, you know, someone who comes up to their knee who can, you know, out card flourish them or whatever. Um, but it's all, there's a lot of camaraderie. I haven't really ever seen any competition at camp. Um, and the kids come from all over the world, primarily the U.S., um, but... There are some international there's campers There's definitely some there? international oh, cool. kids. Um, what Australia, kind of countries? Yeah. Um, Australia? Yeah. Whoa. Australia is probably, the, I guess you can't get too much further than Australia. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Australia is going to go as our furthest at the moment. Um, there's some kids from South America, um, kids from the UK. Um, yeah, you don't have to. From all over. You can do plenty of magic without sharing the same language, too. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, and then from all over the country, and so especially that's where you get the kids who may have, you know, come from a part of the country where there may not be a lot of other magicians and where they've kind of learned in kind of isolation a little bit. Sure. So they now get a chance to come and hang out with What parts peers. of the country would you say the most magic heavy? Is it the coasts? The most magic heavy? Yeah, it's going to be the coasts. Um, definitely New York. Um, Boston has a lot of uh, a lot of young magicians coming out of it. Um, there's a great magic club there that's helping to kind of keep kids interested or give them the opportunity to get interested. Cool. Um, and then L.A. for sure. Vegas? Um, Vegas. Or less so. I mean, there's a lot of magic going on there. I don't know that we've ever had it. No, we've had one or two campers from Vegas. We have a lot of staff who comes from Vegas every yeah. summer. Um, Scott Hitchcock and Vinny Giordano are two past campers, now longtime staffers, who uh, Vegas is home for them now. Um, I don't think we've any kids from Vegas, except for, like I said, maybe one a long time ago when I was a camper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we've had a lot of campers move to Vegas. Of course. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, all over, really. Um, so how do you think in, in terms of being at Bryn Mawr yeah. and it kind of being this Hogwarts-esque setting uh, and then you mentioned a couple times that there's free time throughout the day uh-huh. where do you think like the magic of camp uh, kind of camp vibes that camp. you would see in a more like traditional yeah. pop culture camp type of way uh, how, how does that come through or does it not come through? Um, not really we've tried and failed to bring a little more like yeah. camp into the mix so what are um, some examples of <laughs> that failure a, <laughs> I think that's interesting there's a great uh, so there's a documentary called Magic Camp mm-hmm. about our camp. Not to be confused with the Steve Martin movie that's about to come out this summer. Oh. Uh, I think this summer. Which, from everything I know, is like pretty, like the camp experience is like very much modeled after ours. Um, so I'm very cool. curious to see that. So in the movie Magic Camp, there is a scene with a bunch of campers trying and failing to play wiffle ball. Um, <laughs> in dark Which <laughs> would look very set up if you didn't know that like that was actually you know one of our counselors trying to be like come on kids let's get outside <laughs> let's and like have a little air and do a sport we need some sun and on you guys it's probably one of the best scenes in the movie um, <laughs> and it really you would think that we just like threw that in to, like, for comedy but it's real um and we've done a couple other like camp-esque things I mean obviously the camaraderie is there the like the bunk environment um I I do miss when I was a camper well I, I don't miss the campus NYT was was an old mental institution, <laughs> creepy and weird. Um, that's where we were before Bryn Mawr. Um, there were large dorms, so the the rooms had like anywhere from three to a 
I don't remember rooms that maybe as big as 12, probably a little smaller than that. I, I was little, so it seemed like lots of people. Uh, and that was more, that had like, the rooms had the camaraderie aspect. For us, I think it's more at this point the the classes that you're going around with. Um, yeah, because the dorms are just two kids, two the dorms or four. Are like, yeah, yeah. Or even a lot of singles too. Yeah. Um, but there's like halls. So they, you know, we have they counselors that like live together. in that grouping with them and kind of help facilitate, help facilitate um, that kind of group mentality. Um, during the free time, the kids definitely have their like groups that, you know, do this kind of magic or that kind of magic. And maybe that's kind of the, the camp and experience is to find that little group of friends that like share your interest. Um, but for the most part, they kind of move as a group and they just learn it all together and enjoy together. When it comes to specializing in yeah. uh, the different types of magic, will one kid maybe come back the next summer and kind of realize over the year that he's more interested in, in this thing and then have to start over and make new friends and um, waves across <laughs> the quad to his old There's, a, there's a little bit of the that. Especially kids, like, they're too fast for me. <laughs> I picked on a, on a term there. Um, the Yeah, kind of, I guess, because the it, some kids will take the same set of classes all summer, so free time does become like when you see your friends from like the other bunk or whatever sure. or the other class. Because um, some kids will take the same class with the same group of kids over and over. Um, or like kind of that progression of classes. We always encourage them to mix it up, especially the kids that like don't necessarily aspire to be professional magicians and it's not so much like focus and learn this, you know, up kind of a skill ladder or whatever, um, to kind of diversify and learn a little bit of different things, especially because of with the classes that aren't like trick based, when it's go take a comedy class or take a business class because you know, maybe that business info will help you mm-hmm. somewhere else. And we're talking very light business for, yeah. you know, yeah, 12 or 13-year-olds. Yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> um, but balance there's like some the stock of those kids market. are, you know, out there like doing kid shows and um, uh, shows for adults too and making a killing. So, yeah, the, that's yeah. a thing, yeah. right? Yeah, like, yeah, that's, some of them are super yeah, precocious. Like yeah. magicians. Um, there's a lot of like... Um, Magicians who make a lot of money yeah. and are well known in the town get I'm booked sure. every Friday, Saturday. Night. I believe it. Some of them are out there on their own. Some have some pretty crazy stage moms running around with them. Okay, <laughs> um, Magic Camp parents are they're they're their own breed of parents. I was about wow. to say, I think um, rare and special. Are there two breeds? types? There's ones who are like, my kid's gonna make it. Like, let me. Um, usually, and then some yeah. who are like, please, like, don't. Like get it out of your system. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like usually the, my kid's gonna make it. Mom is like the mom whose kid just you know. Is it going to be? And then it's the kids who are like really awesome where you're like, you're trying to convince the parents to like, look how yeah, fucking awesome your kid is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know why that seems to split that way. I don't know why either. Um, hmm. uh, do that the kids have the opportunity to perform at camp? Like, do you do a big we show do. at the end? Um, so we do a magic competition. Ooh. So that's where yeah, the, the competitive that. element comes in. That's like in. a little magic camp um, color war. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's the first day. Oh, damn. Um, oh. Which is a lot of pressure. Um, oh, so they have to practice before they come. Yeah, that's be the like, goal. I'm coming we in want with them to my come big and do thing. something that like they know. Yeah. Every once in a while, someone comes in and like the day, the night before, they're up all night, like coming up with oh. their act. Um, and some of them like see that as a challenge and also a fun thing to do with their friends. But like we kind of discourage that a little bit because the point is to do something you've been doing, no matter how good or bad it is, and get some feedback from your yeah. friends throughout the week. And it's a good way to like show yourself to yeah. the camp on yeah. day one, and like, then they're like, "Oh, that's the guy who did that." But it is a competition, so the kids who do well in place, we they get, like, the top four will compete again at the end of the week. Cool. And get a chance to work on their act with their friends and with the staff and the guests and all that kind of thing. Great. That's yeah. really cool. What kind of acts do, what, what's, what's the scene in magic these days? Like, what's going the on? What's popular? Is, um, 
very David Blaney at the moment. Yeah, uh, okay. very David Blaney. So what is, he does like holding his breath for three hours and stuff like that. We haven't had any kid try and kill himself. On stage yet. <laughs> oh, thank um, God! Insurance is crazy. Yeah. Um, so they they haven't moved on to the, they're like David Blaine circa 1990 still. Okay. All right. Um, <laughs> maybe whenever Blaine was starting. Um, so there's a lot of card material and a lot of like close up stuff that maybe lacks some of what you'd expect in like performance from a typical magic act, but skill-wise, it's just crazy. Um, and then a lot of kids who are treated kind of purely as a skill and do what we call like card flourishing, which is kind of like juggling playing cards and making cool pictures by like breaking packets of cards up with your fingers into like more, you shouldn't be able to hold that many different objects yeah, yeah, in your yeah. hand, but they do. Um, so it's definitely shifting away from the stage kids and the kids that have like formal acts. Um, can you share some, some stories or paint a picture of um, some of your favorite kind of acts that got to that final four round or the past yeah, couple Yeah, or years? like even just like standout campers that you thought, like, you know, that achieved something or um, did a cool trick. Cool stories, yeah. basically. I'm going to go back to when I was a camper for that story just okay. because I think as in the history of the magic competition at camp, I think this one wins. All right. Um, <laughs> Hit and us. Someone's going to have to top this. If we have any of our current campers listen to this, they've got to find a way to, like, top this story. Um, <laughs> so I think it was the 25th anniversary of camp. So we're going back a while. Uh, we're at 44 or something, 45. Um, in the finals on the last day, uh, a kid named Alex Bremner, and I tell this story every once in a while and things like this, but... Um, he's not in magic anymore. And I was, somehow he came up, someone came into the store and was like, I know this guy in the UK who used to go to your magic camp. And I was able to pull up a picture of the story. And he, this, the guy who walked into the store lost it. He didn't know the story. So the story is that, uh, he made it to the final competition doing a close up magic act. Um, and for whatever reason, he was doing it wearing a giant pink bunny suit. <laughs> um, and we had a special guest for the final competition that day. It was David Copperfield. So he was in the audience. Big deal. And of course, um, uh, Alex decides he needs a volunteer for his act. So <laughs> he goes and picks David Copperfield. Um, and with a totally straight face, goes, sir, will you help me? Let's have a round of applause for our volunteer. Very like cliche magic stuff. And then looks him straight in the eye and goes, and your name is? <laughs> and, and Copperfield just like didn't know how to <laughs> react to that, to a... Learned, I don't know, 15, 16-year-old in a giant pink like bunny suit at Magic workshop. Camp asking who he was. <laughs> so the cheekiness of that will probably top um, anything else that's happened in a while. And the magic was really good, too. But there's been a lot of great magic acts since then, but no one has worn a pink bunny suit on stage. That's, that's, that's a good, a good one. I like that. I like that. Um, I, so in, like, TV and stuff, when you hear about magic, there's, like, this code of, like, a good magician doesn't reveal his secrets. Do you guys like teach that at the camp? Is that like a thing? We do. Um, <laughs> or is there sharing of tricks? Well, I mean, at like, camp, it's like well, the magic community is super magicians. inclusive as far yeah. as teaching yeah. when you're, once you've proven yourself as a magician, anyone who makes it to magic camp has proven that, you know, <laughs> they're, committed. that they're committed. Yeah. Um, so there's a ton of teaching and sharing at camp, but we definitely try and get them to um, learn that like, it's important to keep a secret. And most of them get it. Um, YouTube has become an interesting place for magic. Yeah. Um, you can learn a lot of great magic on YouTube. You can learn a lot of bad magic on YouTube. What do you consider bad magic? Learning the secret without learning how to perform it or why it works and kind cool. of the theory behind it. Um, so if you lazy learn magic. the skill, lazy magic is a good way of putting it. 
Um, and there's a lot of kids who are now teaching magic on YouTube who learned it the day before and then want to share. So, oh, like, boy. the sharing's awesome, yeah. I guess. Yeah. But we're all about sharing. But you should learn to do something well and also maybe not broadcast it to however millions, yeah. many, tens of millions of people watch YouTube. Um, so that's where we try and really impress upon them the kind of, like, it's cool to teach magic to someone who really wants to learn it maybe not to the world, and make sure you can do what you're teaching before you go and teach it. Um, so that's where we definitely teach, like, work with the, the code of silence a little bit. Yeah, the, co- the code of silence. I like, I like that. that. Like an honor system? Yeah, it's like an honor yeah, code. It's totally an honor code. That, like, it's up to you as an individual to decide if someone, you know, needs that piece of information to yeah. like, make them a better magician. Um, and if it's going to help them, by all means, go share it. Yeah. How did you feel that first day you arrived at Magic Camp as a 12-year-old? Um, that was my first experience, I think. It was only my second camp experience. And I never really went to, like, the big, crazy summer camp of Color Wars and all of that and the bunk stuff. I kind of wish I did. I did two weeks when I was super young to, like, see if I liked camp. And then the ne- next year I said, this is great. I'm going to go back. And thought I was going to do the eight weeks. And then I learned about Magic Camp. So I'm like, okay, we'll do two weeks at that first camp. And then go to mag- circus camp and magic camp. And I had a very interesting circus camp. camp. I did nice. other, that's another episode for you. <laughs> other people are probably more qualified to talk to, but I spent a lot of time at circus camp too. <laughs> cool. um, did you have a specialty there? At circus camp? Um, no, I kind of dabbled in everything and did nothing very well, <laughs> which maybe means I need to like appreciate some of the kids at magic camp who do that. Like where that comes from. <laughs> yeah. um, that was me at circus camp. Um, I liked stilt walking though. That was good. Oh yeah. Um, oh cool. Stilt walking is great. So one of my favorites. Uh, where was I? oh first day at Magic Camp yeah. it was only my second time at like a camp yeah. thing. Um, and probably even though I grew up here in New York and went to the Tannins and the Magic Shop, maybe my first time. Probably like these other kids, it was my first time seeing a whole bunch of magicians in one place. So it was kind of daunting. Um, I remember there were a lot of like we were somehow a little more outdoorsy at that point, or at least like <laughs> spatially maybe because indoors kind of was a mental institution. Um, so there were a lot of picnic benches. Now kids hang out in their rooms. They're too nice. We need yeah. like shittier rooms. Yeah. So the kids want to go yeah. out to the yeah. outdoors. Maybe you got to take them into the woods. Yeah, they like that air conditioning. We had a, um, an ice cream social once at camp, which was what we thought an ice cream social was, and it was turned out really terribly. That was our other camp. <laughs> Our attempt at a wiffle ball on the ice cream social. <laughs> what happened at your social. ice cream social? Just scared the shit out of a lot of kids that, in a harmless way, but they weren't used to like, anyway. That's like a, wait, like a ha- social anxiety scenario scared them? Or like, like, like you actually we, like, took them, them. Like we took them to um, like the Cloisters, which was, you know, in the on this college campus. Um, and like, we we served ice cream, but we also like on the way down there, like took them through dark passages, very <laughs> Harry Potter esque, cool. and like had them very pledge magic. their allegiance to magic, yeah. which was all in a joke. It was like joke. an initiation oh. thing. It was initiation. <laughs> oh, I love and that. Yeah. These kids didn't really have a sense of humor for it. Okay. Um, they were just some of them were frightened. Oh. One actually thought he was being indoctrinated into a religious cult. Oh, oh my gosh. Um, and so that was the last time we, we had an ice cream social. I mean, like maybe the ice cream. Also, oh, that's not what I thought. Yeah, ice cream like social. Not an ice cream well, social. I mean, we don't do anything like normal at Magic Camp. No more ice cream at Magic Camp. Not allowed. Um, is there though like a secret society of magic that you guys just won't tell me about? We can't talk about that. Okay. Okay. You all um, have tattoos. 
So yeah, but there was more, there was, it was, it felt a little clickier back then, or maybe just when you're a 12 year old, unless your first time anywhere, it feels right, that way. Right, you see all these people with yeah. these established friendships. So there were all these picnic in. benches and you had to pick the picnic bench of like the cool magicians. And How would you know based on you don't, their You choose outfits? your picnic bench day one and that's, that's it. So Is, did you make some really good friends that first summer? I think so. I hope so. I don't know if <laughs> I missed out on the cool kids. But, um, well, have you stayed in touch with Yeah, some, I mean, yeah. so camp is also kind of camp for the adults who are the staff because right. most of us, um, most of us grew up at the camp. Uh, and some of those people who come back year after year are full-time professional magicians and others do other things. Uh, a lot of teachers, a um, couple people in, you know, forms of business or some comedians, uh, kind of anything. Um, and sometimes the best magicians aren't necessarily full-time magicians because they can kind of step back from their magic and they kind of study it and, practice as a, like an outlet for everything else, but they're not, they have a, they have a perspective that maybe full-time magicians don't always have. Sure. Um, so mo- a lot of the current staff are people that I met at camp and we grew up together at camp. There's also a lot of counselors who were my counselors at camp who are still there. Um, and so, yeah, a lot of the kids that I met that first day when I was young are you know, good friends to this day and come back to camp every year. Some of them work at the, at the magic shop. Um, and it's a, it's a great time to come and see old friends too. And I think that's a lot of why the staff keeps coming back to camp. Yeah. That's I cool. mean, it's easy to commit to a week. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. like yeah. much easier than like eight weeks. You <laughs> yeah. know, you can like take a break from your life for a week and go. Yeah. I mean, it's camp. vacation for, um, I mean, you need a vacation from, from magic camp after, yeah, magic after camp. Yeah. but it's a the vacation for from a magic lot of camp. people who, who come to camp. Um, and they take the time out to spend that one week or whatever they can get off during the summer and come hang out with us. Um, how did you get into magic? Did you get, you just got a magic set? I got a magic set. Um, I wrote a school paper on magic when I was a first grader. Huh. Who's writing papers in first grade? I went, to, yeah, <laughs> went to a school in New York that was kind of precocious and didn't really didn't mesh well with my more artistic sensibilities as time <laughs> progressed, but we got to write on a two page research paper on anything we wanted when right. we were kids. And, uh, I chose magic and then there was like a, do you know why you chose magic? No, I can't. I wish I could trace the story back. Like before like this. What yeah. Like you what saw sparked that was you yeah. to yeah. choose I mean, magic? It seemed more interesting than writing about seashells or the empire state building sure, or sure. like some of the other things that I remember kids writing about. Yeah. Um, Later in life, I wrote, like, in the next year or two, wrote about the sanitation department. So I guess my choices weren't always as creative. Um, but, no, you just have passion. You know, passions evolve. Right? Uh, recycling was a big thing to me when I was cool. six or 12, whatever. Yeah. Anyway, um, so I wrote about magic, and we went. They, they broke the class up into little groups to go to somewhere to research our subject. And um, so my school actually took me to Tannen's Magic. Great. So I knew it existed. Um, relatives had gotten me things from there in the past. I'd been interested in magic, I guess. Um, but that was the first time that I'd been through the doors of Tannins. What was that like? Do you um, remember walking through? I do. Um, I always thought that they had like elevated platforms behind the counters for like the demo people to stand on, the people who were performing magic for you to buy. Because um, my recollection was everyone was, so was really, really <laughs> yeah. tall. Um, apparently that was not the case. <laughs> that was just my memory of it. Um, but that was the store before the store that I... So we've moved a couple times. The store's oh, okay. at about five locations um, over the years. 
And the one that I first went to, I only went to two or three times before they moved to the location that I kind of grew up with. So my memories of that are kind of hazy, especially because it was somewhere that like I could never really go back to. Yeah. And where was that one? That was on um, 32nd Street. We've always been in Midtown, mm-hmm. um, kind of within maybe a 10 block radius of Herald Square kind of thing. Um, so that was the store that I remember in my memories. Um, and from that one or two trips that we took for that project. Um, yeah. And the reason I know that other people were writing about like seashells in the Empire State Building is because on that trip, everyone, we had to go to like, we were with three kids and went to all their other stops. So I can only imagine so the people the who Empire had to, went to the Empire State Building too, and to a it's store, nearby. like a bead yeah. store that sold shells, which I was like, okay, fine. But the kids who had to come with me to the magic store, I really wonder what they were thinking at yeah, the time. Yeah. They probably had a great time. It was yeah. probably super cool for yeah. all, I mean, for like a little kid to go into a magic store. That's like the dream. But they I were feel regretting like. their, uh, their choices on that. Yeah. yeah. They were so like, ugh, now I have beads. to write about the Empire State Building. Um, so that's where I got interested in magic. Maybe um, that was like a famous architect now. <laughs> like, yeah. I know. Maybe he's Ted Mosby. We have no idea. Um, but it was the camp that really got me. Obviously, I could, like kept getting progressively more interested in magic because I chose to seek out a magic camp. Yeah. But I don't really remember going to the store super regularly until after my first summer camp. So then you'd want to go to the store to like reunite every with Saturday. your friends. Every yeah. Saturday. All, yeah, we'd meet up every Saturday. So um, cute. Um, and this is you as like a 13-year-old boy meeting up with your, yep. your gangs. That was my, Schedule, my gang and yeah. posse. Um, Trying to balance that uh, bar mitzvah yeah. lifestyle bar mitzvah at night. schedule. And that uh, you were skipping services probably <laughs> to I attend. Think this would be, yeah, maybe. Um, that was That's the thing too. Kids who it's go to magic year. camp who then go to all the bar mitzvahs and like see the same like magicians performing oh, at yeah. the bar mitzvah At the circuit. cocktail hours they would have. At yeah. mine yeah. I had a yo-yo artist. Yeah, I remember that guy. <laughs> Um, I don't know who I had at mine. And <laughs> these you gotta kids, have some um, had like the face painters. <laughs> some of them are like super respectful, but others are like you know like to show up the magicians who show up to all these events. Oh my god, that would be like, amazing! Yeah. I want like a magic off between like some random bar mitzvah well, guest. I, I think <laughs> did I was you get involved? Were you a little smart ass? I think I was not as much of a smart ass as kids are these days, but I definitely had. Had my pockets stuffed with uh, playing cards yeah, and other things. Like, that, yeah. Oh yeah? yeah, well, can you do this? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. There's like because you got the same kids running the magic sort, the bar mitzvah circuit, and the magicians doing that circuit. Right, so there's right. definitely some like that's so funny. Some face off going on somewhere. Um, but so every Saturday, I'd see my friends from magic camp and some of the counselors too. Um, there was a kind of a mentor of mine growing up from magic camp. It was a guy named Bob Elliott who was kind of local legend. Um, in New York and not a full-time magician. He was some kind of crazy science nerd. I mean, it was like ceramic physicist or something is the word, what I want to say. Cool. I'm not sure how those two words go together. Um, but that was his thing. And he was, he was a past camp director and then now was just sort of kind of like would oversee things and didn't stay the full week. Um, but he was a, like a big important influence on my magic education. Um, and a couple of us would go to the store, and then he would drive us to this other magic hangout, um, which was a place called Ruben's Deli. Um, and we'd all go to Ruben's and do magic there, too. And we were the young guys, and, like, everyone else there was old and hair falling out and, yeah. like, didn't like all the kids running around. But, <laughs> um, we'd show up there, and Bob would drive us in his Jeep 
and he was a terrible driver. <sighs> and Rubens was maybe five or six blocks from the store, but for whatever reason, we'd drive. Yeah, like, gotta drive like, in up, New York up, City. up on the sidewalks, <laughs> yeah. and like really. So that That's was a fun. terrifying part of my weekends and our, <laughs> our camp reunions. So it's fun, like for the kids who, you know, are in New York or. Um, there's other kids who meet each other at camp and then find little, like, you have, I think they stay closer, lots, I mean, I know so many people like you guys who were close friends from your camp days, but when you're at magic camp and you're not seeing a lot of other magicians throughout the year, they definitely get really close, and so the kids in other towns, I think, form their own little magic cliques there. Yeah. But you're so lucky to be right in in New York and do a, you know, every Saturday type of thing. But it kind of took camp for me to, like, discover the other like the community I mean so magic. campus yeah. gave you the community sure. of magic and then you've just kind yeah. of continued to grow in that it was also like the permission and like the entry into the magic store which was like this kind of intimidating and scary place all of a sudden I was like part of that club yeah, yeah. so it was easier to like show up to tannins on the weekends yeah I feel like that's such a thing with, it's so um, cool that you were like introduced to like the hierarchy of magic and now you are like at the top like you well, are like inviting new young magicians into right. the It's like kind of intimidating for me too because I'm not a full time magician. Um, I like to say I'm a student of magic. Um, So I'm a a camper and a student of magic, but like there's a lot of kids who are far better magicians than I am. Um, And so it's kind of interesting and, you know, weird to be in the position of like running this magic camp and educating a new, you know, group of magicians and just watching them like blow by you. Yeah. Yeah. So what is, uh, what does it mean? What does the camp mean to you? Um, for me, I mean, it's a little bit, it's both my magic or my camp experience, but also part and parcel with like how I feel about the store and the rest of magic. Um, but there's, I feel like a very kind of protective element over what the store and what the camp kind of mean to magic in general, because there's, there's nothing else like this camp, right. um, both for the kids who go there and also for the magic community in general. Um, we're the only magic camp like this. Um, so it's, there's like a real custodial relationship and it's like, I want to, you know, be there to preserve what it is for magic. I want to educate the kids for the future and also like the nostalgia of what camp was when I was a kid. So it's kind of interesting to like want to give the feeling of what it was for a 12 year old, but also know that like for some of them, you're kind of training them for what it means to be part of the magic community at large too. Yeah. yeah, you're giving it's them like a, a, a big huge responsibility. Gift. Yeah, yeah. Responsibility. and also like just to be open, to, like remembering what it's like to be a kid and what they want, and for the kids who just you know, just there for fun, and you know, yeah, they're totally welcome. And there's kids who come and do magic for one week, and then I don't think they go home and do any magic for the rest of the year and come back just because they enjoy, you know, the camp part of it. Yeah. yeah, that's what we were talking about that earlier about how there's a camp for everyone. This is like a very it's like such a special place and yeah. thing. Yeah, but that it has that power to bring these people with these kind of solo passions. They're like, right. oh, I do this thing. Am yeah. I weird for doing it? Am I the only person who does this? And then all of a sudden yeah, they... give them a space to like meet other kids. Yeah, all these people who are just like yeah. them and they can grow and share and yeah. get excited together and about it. And the way you're sure. talking about how like, you're like, oh, I'm bringing up this new generation, but I'm also like thinking about what it was to be a camper. Like that's how I felt as a counselor. All, and like, you know, at the camp that I yeah. went to. Yeah. So like it's, it's a universal feeling, I feel like. Yeah. And they get like, you know, this peek into too what it means to be like from the magic camp. And so the, the staff all being campers, um, come back and like, it's a very cool, safe space to try out material for a lot of them who are working performers. So some of these kids get to see a window into what's, you know, a future America's Got Talent act or something like that. So they get like, 
firsthand uh, first peek behind the curtain at new material. Yeah. So I feel, yeah, especially awesome these twelve year olds, it's cool to the fact that you're doing stuff also with like you know workshops and the business yeah. and seeing how this could be a full time thing. Uh, yeah, if they had never like in person met a real life yeah. full time magician, they wouldn't know like oh this could be something that I could want and do one day. Yeah, like sure. pursue. Real thing. Yeah. Yeah, or they could just be like Adam and buy the store. Yeah. <laughs> all, all good options, open yeah. to all of them. That's so cool. Um, um, yeah. All right. Thank Should you so much. For, yeah, thank yeah. you for, Thanks for having me. letting us into the world of Magic Cam. Yeah. Are we going to take a trip to Tannins? I Sam, would, are you into it? I would do it. Learn some tricks. I would come Let's by. Yeah. It's really hard. I believe you. <laughs> it's really cool. I, that's probably why I gave it up, because I was like, I can't do this. Yes. <laughs> I can't do this. Um, all right. So you can check out Tannin's Magic Camp. The dates this year are July 14th to the 21st. Mm-hmm. Sounds right. That's what it, yeah, says, that's on what it says on the website. Perfect. Registration's open. Um, so if you're interested in magic and fall into that age range of uh, 11 to 20-ish, uh, you should sign up. Or if you have if you have a friend who seems to you know be talking about magic all the time, Send yeah. them to Magic You want to impress them all your friends with all your awesome magic tricks, we have a place for you. Yeah. Or check out Tannins. Yeah. Tannins Magic camp. camp. Yeah, if you're too old for camp Come and you're <laughs> looking for some friends and you want to have a sweet, sweet Saturday, roll uh, up to Tannins. Yeah, roll up. All right, so check them out, tanninsmagiccamp.com, and we're going to plug ourselves. Okay. <laughs> uh, find us at happycamperspodcast.com. Yeah, you can find us on iTunes or Stitcher, but make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe. Yep. Twitter, ha- at happycamperspod. Post some funny camp pics and tag our Insta at happycamperspodcast. <laughs> um, yeah, that's it. We're done. Day is done. Gone the sun. We out. Our theme song was written, recorded, and sung by the very talented Steffi Copeland.